Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. It's your boy, Lil Bike, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Dead serious. All right, so we have Lil Bike. I'm proper, so don't judge me. We got Lil Bike off the porch today. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm great. I'm great. How about yourself? I am feeling good. I know prior to the actual interview, we were talking about the certified lover boy. So <laughs> what would you say makes you a certified <laughs> lover boy? She, my mama what make me a lover boy, you know? She, I was raised by my mama, so, you know, like, I love her because my mama love her, you know? So I just, and I was raised by my mama who was married to my stepdaddy my whole life. So I was raised in a family, like, with, with a real like structure in it, you know, so I was raised off like love, face the problems and stuff, type stuff. So that's me. I, I'm, I'm growing out of it though. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Not growing out of it. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah. Okay, so this leads me to ask like, when's your birthday? My birthday is January. I'm Aquarius. January 27th. Ah, you, now you're a certified living boy for real. No cap, for real. I'm my mama. Real life. I used to like the movie Crybaby and stuff. You know that movie Crybaby? <sighs> Let me find out you was watching movies just so you could cry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so nah, just with them was the movies I felt though. I liked it. I, I like gangster movies too, but like love movies, them were my movies though. Them were my favorite movies, them bro. Love them cause a thing, all type of crazy look, funny movies and shit, yo. Okay, let's get into the drip because you definitely came to stunt. <laughs> so what's the jacket? I need nah, we need all the details. No, nah, see I be just like I promised a guy he won't think I'm just Line or stunning or something. But actually, my manager, I, he woke me up at the bed to come. I, I just threw it on. It just be like that. I, every, all the clothes I buy, I try to buy shit that I that I love off top. So, and I mismatch. I mismatch. So, like, any, then the everything I got go together type stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't even be trying to get dressed. I just throw something on type shit, yo. Now, speaking of fashion, what would you say is a brand that's like super boosted that you think ain't even all that? Mm. Let me see. I'm finna get you one because I is a now man. Oh, I'm finna piss them off. Rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Y'all already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, bro, I do not think it's worth it. Dior be like, I seen some grown men in the uh, store the other day and they had them and they was like, it was in, I think, a mama near, and and they they was they was like looking at this black hoodie that said Dior, and they was just like so excited about these four black letters on this black, I mean white letters on this black T-shirt, you know, just thinking like they just so brainwashed, like I, they probably gonna pay thirteen hundred for this shirt or something, you know, and it's just a black shirt with white lettering on it, you know, so like I don't know what they what. Dior, I like their shoes though, cause they be giving you like a scheme with their shoes. You can you can match 
you can match two, three colors with their shoes. That's what I like about their shoes. But their clothes is is too, they got too much going on for, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro. I like, I like stuff that makes sense to me. Everything got to make sense to me, you know. I go buy some stuff if I really like it. But if it don't make sense, it just don't make sense to me. I'm one of them type of niggas that I say in my money. Now, in 2020, you know, we all got caught off guard with the pandemic and just like being on lockdown. I know Atlanta, um, we ain't gonna throw y'all out there, but we are gonna throw y'all out there. Mm. Y'all wasn't really on lockdown. <laughs> but would you say throughout the quarantine, um, did it kind of help you self-reflect a little bit? What you mean, like self-reflect? Um, what you mean, you know? So, you know, like <laughs> when we were in quarantine, we really couldn't do nothing. We couldn't go no places. So it's like you really had to spend time with yourself and like really just, well, not really, but you had to spend time with yourself and take that time to kind of think about, you know, life, yeah. I would say. Would you say that was kind of the I feel same? Like, I feel like all the niggas who hustle did the same thing for quarantine. Like we enjoyed it. We we like it. We ready for another quarantine, um, coronavirus or whatever. We we ready for some more stimulus checks to come through. They get that shit to the wrong folks and end up in our hands. That you know we we just hustle the whole whole thing. We hustle out 24/7. So I mean 365. So you know like that where everybody had to stay in the house. They can't do nothing. They can't go to the mall. They can't go to the restaurant. They can't. They just giving all the money to us, you know what I'm saying? We like that shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I went eight feet on their ass, coronavirus type shit, phone in. Now, what would you say <laughs> are some things that you've been doing to stay motivated throughout all of this crazy stuff going on? Shit, what I, what I do to stay motivated, my kids always be my motivation. Like, even if I, like I got a six-year-old shit, so like, if I, um, <coughs> I don't talk to that nigga, <coughs> I don't talk to that nigga for like, <coughs> Maybe like a month. It could be a whole month. <clears throat> he's still my motivation every day. Like when I wake up in the morning, I tell myself like, shit, I'm doing it for my kids. So like, even though I, you could just make that call or whatever, like I'm so that little 30 minutes. I know that shit sound crazy, but I'm, that 30 minutes, I'm even punching the gas right there for that 30 minutes. It seems like right now I don't count, but it's going to count. They're going to they gonna see what I mean. You know, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. The sooner you, the sooner you, Put everything you love to the side real quick and get this shit out of the way as soon as it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. Yeah, I have a daughter and I would definitely say like before I had her, I really didn't have no motivation. But like as soon as I had her. Motivation. Yeah. Know. Yeah, me. That's me. See, I got a problem though. Because look, I, I have hella kids. Cause I learned. <laughs> I love my kids. So I'm, a, I'm a, if I get into it with a bitch, I might go get another bitch pregnant or something. Have a whole nother baby and some shit. You feel what I'm saying? Just cause it's like I'm already knowing this bitch over here tweaking or something, so I'm gonna go have a whole other shorty or some shit. If I can have something to love, I love my kids. You feel me? This and this something I always love. You know. So me, I got hella kids and shit. Cause I be like tweaking. I'm like I want kids. Like cause mm -hmm. that's my that's my escape type shit. You know. How many kids you want? Shit, if I see it, ain't nobody gonna want me. Shit. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I, I just like, you know, my mama loved her kids. That's what all we had growing up was our brothers and sisters and shit. So the way I be doing it, it ain't right and shit, but I still, it's still the same like thought behind it. Like, my mama, I know this all we had, so like, that's what I be wanting. And I be wanting my kids to have brothers and sisters and shit, you know, for them. So, yeah. 
you better than me because I, when I say I'm one and done, like I'm one and done. <laughs> um, now, let's get into your early life. Um, you're originally from Monroe, Louisiana, and I really want you to give me a little insight on what it was like for you growing up there. See, I say the 318 period because I was between like a small town rival right and Monroe. 318 period is just real, it's like a real struggle, you know, it's real struggle, you know. Cry a whole bunch of cries in the bucket type shit, like, yeah. It ain't a lot of opportunity, you know, so like, you don't hear from a lot of people from my city, you don't hear from a lot of people from my area, you know what I'm saying? It's more like, you gonna hear from a nigga from BR, or you gonna hear from a nigga from New Orleans, or you hear from a nigga from Monroe type shit. And then the same situation though, where I moved to in Illinois, you gonna hear about Chicago before you hear about Champaign. You feel what I'm saying? Same difference. So we always, we like crabbing the buckets. Cities, it's, it's hard to, you know, pull through, you know, especially with dealing with the shit that come with the streets and them little towns. It's so much we fucking on the same girls. We, you know, going to the same one store, one, two Walmarts, you know, and it's two, it's one mall, you know. Them type of shit make problems. Everybody know each other. Everybody think about each other when they wake up. That one thing I like about Atlanta is too much going on. You ain't think about no another nigga when you wake up. When I'm thinking about that nigga for, I just saw another bad bitch, better than the bitch we arguing over. You know what I'm saying? You like fuck all that. I like Atlanta. I'm funny. Now, in what ways would you say Louisiana played a part within the hip hop, within the sound of hip hop? Shit, me, it played a, it played a humongous ass role. Cause Lil Wayne, the biggest in the world, always been the biggest in the world. So like. You gotta look at that, man. We got Soulja Slim, we got Lil Wayne, we got Lil Boosie, Lil Boosie like Jay-Z. You know, they just don't give him his flowers, but Boosie like Jay-Z, you know? So, yeah, we, we got some goats. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Where we from, they stiff on niggas just like they stiff on niggas out here in, in Illinois and Chicago. They stiff on niggas, you know, tough niggas. That's how it is where I'm from. So it's the same area where you go pretty much. It's just a little different slang. Niggas talk a little different, but all these niggas the same. Um, bro. How was the transition moving to Illinois? Because you went from the deep <laughs> south to all the way uh, up north. That shit was funny, bro. That shit was funny because I went from like... Bum, 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 bum. Oh yeah, do the rest. And then I it went from that to like, I'm fucking around with no new nitty. Bitch acting like hoes. That you keep that that you keep came out when I was fresh in Illinois. Like I went fresh, I was a few years out there, but she keep influenced the world just like Boosie did and and um Wayne did, you know what I'm saying? So like I I witnessed Chief Keep shit, so that type of shit, you know, that shit. Yeah. Dang, so you said you witnessed like the drill when it first started oh, jumping funny. off. Yeah. How was that? That shit was just like a whole bunch of young niggas just trying to prove they a kill your ass and prove they ain't scared of each other. And really a revenge, 2012 was just like a whole bunch of retaliation niggas sliding on each other for what happened. Because 
it was new. These niggas young just got out of high school. They they high school friends and they getting killed instantly and shit. You know, like by mass amounts of them dying and shit on each side and shit. So them niggas was just killing each other. Me being from from the outside looking in, cause I don't live there. I ain't from there. You know, I just was watching it, but I was seeing niggas dying, watching them. Rappers like get a favorite song by this nigga and he died and get a favorite song by this nigga and he died. He go gang. So I see it. I know how they feel because I got friends that died and shit too. So you know, ages and shit to the streets. So you got like I know I know what that shit was. That shit was weird. The drill scene wasn't fake. It wasn't no it wasn't no painted ass scene where no niggas were going in the studio rapping, acting like acting like. They was some shit they wasn't. That shit made niggas who wasn't even like that turn like that. Niggas like me, I wasn't no screen nigga. I ain't never wanted to be no screen nigga. I ain't never told no nigga I wanted to be no screen nigga. I just was around screen nigga because that's where I was raised there, you know what I'm saying? But that shit, when you, when you move to Illinois, you get to seeing like niggas ain't, it ain't like what you think it is, um, bro. It's really, it'll be that if you let it be that. So you gotta, you know, you gotta adapt to everything, um, bro. Now, I watched in one of the <laughs> older interviews, and you stated that Illinois really taught you how to be a man, like, when you went out there. Yeah. Um, I want to get your perspective on that. Like, how it taught you how to be a man? Mm-hmm. See, like, it just taught you, like, boy, it's like, your ass could be fooled. Well, you could be fooled out there. You won't be fooled if your ass allow it, you know what I'm saying? Like, where we from, we like to fight in Louisiana. Like, right now, it ain't like that no more, but, like, for I love Louisiana, it was all fighting. It probably was fighting in Illinois too at that time, but that's what we like to do. When I came down here to Illinois, we were fighting, beating the hell out of niggas and shit. And then you start learning, like these niggas don't fight for real. For this ain't what they here for, you know. Like, but it ain't like that they, they probably can't fight or nothing. It's just like they just so used to niggas killing each other, like they ain't finna even take that risk. So you have to adapt to that type of shit. What would you say is like the craziest thing that happened to you while you was out there? Shit, I ain't finna get nobody, you know. Boy, there's so much shit happened to me out there, boy. Shit, boy, I'm telling you, that shit fuck your head up. You be a good person and then it'll make you a bad person. It's a lot of shit though, a lot of shit. I done been back though more than one time, two times, to a point where like, you get, cause at first you only giving friends cause you like, nigga, I know we're gonna be deep with and no nigga ain't gonna play with us. And then you start learning like, nigga, I'm getting friends. These are the niggas I gotta watch, you know what I'm saying? So, before you know it, you'll be like, man, shit. Out here like me right now, I don't got, like I got my, my brothers, they always been with me, my cousins and my um, people and shit, but, and my tenure niggas from like elementary, but we ain't, I ain't looking for no friends or nothing. I'm telling you that shit, but, yeah. Yeah, you can't even think of, you can guess something that you could think that could happen to somebody. That shit happened to me at the end. Oh, oh, fuck it. I'm gonna check my bitch location. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, when you dropped the blunt. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck it. Oh, Grace, get her rats. <laughs> Clean up right now. Now, I know that rap was something that you've always wanted to do, but when did you really start experimenting with it? Like, since I was a, I ain't never did nothing else. Never did nothing else. I ain't never did nothing else, ever. Like, I, I put on like, I got on like a football team one time, a basketball team one time, just one time and one time. 
and they let me on the team because I was that nigga. Like, everybody liked me type shit. Not because I could play. Hell, nah, you feel me? I really always rap since I was like, I could say third grade. My brother then was already rapping. My big brother Peanut, my big brother JD. Everybody was rapping. Cousin John, Marla, all my whole family. Charlie Reed, rest in peace, Charlie Reed. I'm talking about, it was so many motherfuckers. Walter, I got so many family. I can remember being like, all the way back to where they was putting them tape things on the, I mean them beat CD things on the um, scratch board and they was rapping. I remember that, fuck, I remember all that. I remember back then when they was playing the songs on the tape thing and my stepdaddy rapping on the mic, nigga, my mama. So, damn, fuck, my stepdaddy used to freestyle in the room. Mm -hmm. I been rapping my whole life, though. I ain't never did nothing else. Every year, every year of school, from third grade, fourth grade, when they be like, stand up, now tell everybody who you is, what you are, stand up. I'm, like, I'm a rapper. I, I mean, that bitch bummed me. I remember fourth grade, we was poets here. I used to have them, my brother clothes and shit, so I used to look, they really used to think I was a, a big joke, you know? But I, I really kept the same story all the way to this year. And look where I'm at, you hear me? It's that manifestation. I don't bro. Now, what exactly inspired you to fully pursue your career? Them kids, them kids, and it, it ain't, before the kids, my mama, like, because before I even had a baby, I was already dedicated. Like, you can look back to when my name was, man, I ain't gonna say that name on here. Okay, I, uh, I, uh, I got an old rap name named D The Truth they could look up, though. Like, I got some old rap names from when I was 11, 10, 9. I can go back to, I could put your ass to some 12 year songs ago, but that'll make me, you know, you know how niggas be, they don't want nobody to see them when they was developing type shit. But, um, bro, I've been, um, fun. Now, what would you say were some of the biggest sacrifices you've had to make to get to where you are now? Shit, um, I'd say coming to a, when I had came to Atlanta, cause like none of my, you know how Illinois is, niggas don't, niggas don't trust, like when we from, niggas don't even leave, they block in they area, like they got their own little stores they go to, we got our own little gas station, little A-Rail store we go to, so like, you ain't finna, you ain't finna just be going anywhere roaming freely, so when, it, when they had to come to Atlanta, shit, that was something new to me, cause I'm like, I was used to moving cause we was poor and shit had to like, Bounce from house to house in different neighborhoods and shit, but I ain't, we weren't trying to move from state to state. So coming here, my homies weren't even coming here at first. They was like staying behind because they 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 gonna stay at the spot and do what they know. You know what I'm saying? So it take a it take a little step for you to be like, man, fuck it, we gotta go chase our dreams and shit. You know, leave the kids behind, let them baby mamas do what they was gonna do with, if you wanted to met them. You know what I'm saying? Type of shit, all that type of shit. I'm funny, you know, I'm toxic this year. <laughs> you, I know that you and your family had opened up two restaurants, and Three. I, I want to talk about that. Three restaurants. Three we restaurants. Had, we had, yeah, we got we got a restaurant right now called Duo D U O. Yeah, damn. For you know when you be like them phones be fucking up your spelling real bad, you know <laughs> they can't spell no more because their phone always spelling for you and shit, but. But um, yeah, we got a, a restaurant called Duo in this little town called Rantoul, Illinois. You know, like an hour away from Chicago, hour and a half away. Yeah, and it's doing great type shit. Like we actually get more business than McDonald's type shit. Oh um, bro, shoot! Yeah, we get more, as the McDonald's in the same city as where the 
restaurant at Ed. We like the number one, number number one, number two restaurant in the whole whole little town. It ain't no huge town though, but you know, shout out Ran Two. Shout out to the two box. Niggas be playing sleeping on the two box, man. They be sleeping on the box, man. Everything and shit sweet, man. Long little fate, man. Now, how did the restaurant uh, business come about for you? Shit, my daddy, like, me and my daddy was talking about that shit one time. And then back though, like, my daddy always chased his dreams. Like, he was one of them niggas that he motivated. You know how you always just be a um, real cost, a real, you be like, how they say, a reincarnated version of your parents? That's all I am. I'm just like a, like a bigger version, not a bigger version, like, but like, a newer version of my pops, you know, like he was that nigga in the last generation of his people, you know, and now I'm, I'm that nigga, just like everybody else, you know, he just he just be a different version of your pop, and we just took it up to another level type shit. But my pops, my bad for getting out the top, my pop, me and my pops were talking about um, restaurants one day, and then that nigga was serious, like I was talking, I talk a lot. I, I mean it, I want to do it, but I ain't mean it was going to happen like that. So I ain't going to take all the credit. He jumped right on that shit, and he, and he, and he did it, and he pursued what he got. The man, the man shit rolling, I ain't going to lie. Funny. What exactly is good food to you? Shit, it's different from when I was little, because I was raised in Louisiana, so I was raised on rice and gravy and rice and butter and, you know, Shit like that, sugar water and shit like that. You that sound sound like a movie. That's what that's how I, we was raised. In. But we was raised on good food too. Like it was the best food still to me, like gumbo and shit. But I won't eat anybody gumbo because I was raised on real gumbo, you know. So it ain't it ain't quite my favorite food no more because it ain't shit that I, it ain't shit that I get every day like it's supposed to be, you know, like chicken and dumpling and shit. That shit don't come how it's supposed to no more. So good food to be like to me. Right now, at this day and age, say like sea bass or some salmon or some, you know, that's something that I'm gonna eat right now. Some rice, I'm gonna eat some rice, some light, cause when I got older, I noticed all that grease be fucking me up. So I be, I be like drinking water. I might, I might <laughs> drink some water. I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink like healthy shit now. You know, I might spend nine dollars on one beverage now. Just for to make sure I'm getting all my shit in my body, you know? Cause I used to ain't be like that though, but it took for me to get older and you like, you can't gain weight like you used to gain weight. And you know, it's like, you ain't stronger you used to be and shit. You be like, man, I actually gotta care about myself. Cause you know, life ain't, you ain't like, you know, nigga 26 right now. So say, say, say nigga another 25 years, your ass 51, you know? Like, damn. So you gotta take care of yourself type shit. I don't know if it's just me, but like as I get older, I'll be watching the people that I talk to. I'll be watching their eating habits and I'll be getting turned off if they eat like too much greasy food or just like drinking soda all the time. And I'm just like, ugh, you don't eat healthy. Man, I used to be t on my big brother peanut all the time telling that nigga, and my little brother right there, one kid, I always tell her, yeah, like, stop that shit. Like my big brother peanut just shook out of that shit this year. So now it's just my little brother, but. I always tell him like my big brother Peanut didn't even. It was one, it was years where he didn't drink water at all. Like <laughs> he said, like I ain't drink no water in a long, long, long time. He don't drink water. It's nasty to him. So that type of shit be that type of shit different. Like 
Like, I don't know, yeah. Me, I'm, I, I'm different. I'm like, hell yeah, no, I gotta take care of myself. I, I be thinking deep, far, like, man, I wanna be the one that nigga, I wanna be the funny uncle and shit one day and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, bro. So, what is your favorite- This bitch over twin. What is your favorite meal to make? Um, man, I ain't gonna lie, it's, it's anything with a roux. Cause I'm from Louisiana, so. If it's gravy based, it's gonna be my favorite to cook because it takes more heart to cook it, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if it's, if it's gonna say my favorite thing to cook, I like cooking rice and gravy or I like cooking gumbo because that's two things that you really gotta, you gotta take some time to cook that roux. You gotta, you gotta be from down south, you know what I'm talking about? Them niggas in Illinois don't know what the fuck I'm even talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about. They don't know shit about them, but Italian beef, they get, Illinois is so fucking fast, bro. It's fast, like, Looking over your shoulder, you, everything come from how they live life. They food even from how they live life. Nacho and cheese, motherfucker, Italian beef. You can, you can just eat that bitch on the go. You know, a garo eat it on the go. That's how they move. You know, they ain't got time to be sitting at the table with no family and all that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. So, me though, uh, my favorite food gonna be something with a, with a, with a roux. Something with a roux. Anything with a roux that start with a roux. I like starting with a roux. Give me that 30 minute brown. Yeah, don't take the elbow out there, motherfucker. That's how they learned how to cook dough on phone. You know they be clowning us females now with the chicken Alfredo joke. Well, that's y'all favorite thing to cook, but that shit, that, that shit, so I, I won't even eat that. I, ain't, I don't eat white stuff, so, you know, I don't eat like no white creams. Like, really? Whipped cream, sour cream. I don't eat like mayonnaise, none of that white shit, you know. White shit, I don't, it, it, mashed potatoes is the creamiest white shit I'm gonna eat, um, bro. Oh my God. I what? just got, I always been like that. All my brothers like that pretty much too, bro. Do you know where that came from or is it just like, you just Nah, that shit nasty. This came from the taste buds, the motherfucking wrench. That shit will make you throw up. That um, <laughs> sour cream make you throw up instantly, you know? There's a lot of shit. Like, I eat some yogurt, not the Greek kind, but the, you know, the kid kind with the sweet, yeah. The yogurt. Yeah, that type of shit. But all that shit, that, all that shit that's just like white, natural white, that shit just be nasty to me. All that shit. I know how to make mayonnaise and it's nasty still. I know it ain't number eggs and oil and shit. I'm from down south. But, I, but it's still nasty as hell to me, on, bro. <laughs> Can you look at somebody and tell they can't cook? Oh, my mama. How everybody born after, let me see, <laughs> 1997, damn that, out the picture. If they born after 97, I don't got no hope in them, man. Macaroni and chicken, baby. These motherfuckers can't cook nothing but chicken and macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, and Alfredo, like you said, that's, that's it. Now, when it comes to owning a restaurant, what are some things that you feel people need to put into perspective? See, my, it's actually my pops only, you know, like, I just was, like, promoting the hell out of it, like, you know, but you got to be there. You can't own a restaurant and not be there. You got to be there. That's, like, with any restaurant. You can't say, I got money, I'm going to buy this, and it don't matter. Me, I can't do it. You can't do it. McDonald's can't do it. You got to be in that motherfucker every day, 24-7, through the good and the bad, on you know, the ups and downs, you know, bro. Now, your name before, you know, I really want to say, but I do not want to mess it up. It's Be The Truth, right? Okay, I got hey. it right. Okay, cool. <laughs> See, look, when I was a kid, I was seeing like, duh, instead of 
the, I was saying, like, I even spelt it like that. When I was in Louisiana as a kid, I thought T-H-E was D-A or D-H-A, the or duh. So when I named myself D the Truth, it was like, it was just like, it was, it was D the Truth came from, you know, that was my tongue problem. I had a problem, like, I still say Scrawberry and Screet. Like, that comes from being from Louisiana, you can't help it. Like, even though I know the right way to say it, that's just how I say it, you know what I'm saying? Like, that just come from being where we from. So when I said D the Truth, it came from me just saying duh at DA, you know. And now you're Lil Bike. So what made you change your name to Lil Bike? Man, I said this story so many times. It's so long. I'm going to try to shorten it up. But <clears throat> I just said it in the song. I just said it in the song. Being funny, I'm a funny person. So in the song, I'm like, call me Lil Bike because I need like a kid stand. And the song called Freestyle. I was D the Truth. It's called D the Truth Freestyle, and I said that shit in that in song. And then when I signed the record label, I was like, "Hey, I think I want to sign my change my name to Lil Bite." They're like, "Why the hell you want to change your name to Lil Bite?" I'm like, "I'm different than them niggas, bro. I really want to be Lil. I want to be I'm Lil Bite." For I just said it in the song, that shit fit me. But I don't want to be D the Truth no more, bro. I had street ties and shit to that shit, other weird shit tied down. Fuck that on my mom, Lil Bite on bro. Now I want to have a little hip hop talk with you. Um, starting off, what is your perspective on today's rap game? Shit, right now this shit raw, I ain't gonna lie, it's raw. I just like, like niggas still trying to kill each other, all the other weird ass shit, but it's raw, like, it's raw, like, we can't say it ain't, it's on a whole nother level. It's on a whole nother level, these niggas down there got fine cars now, you hear me? I didn't see, I didn't see some shit, it's a different level right now. It's the, this the, Sent you to be in right now. I ain't gonna lie. It's a lot going on. A lot of niggas popping their shit big time, you know? You don't know who got the bag. You know who got the bag. Everybody got them AP on, you know? Everybody got their sack right, their bag right, and driving nice cars, you know, living in nice houses. So, you know, these, yeah, there's a lot going on. It's a beautiful hip hop scene. You just gotta, you know, love each other. In your opinion, what city is like really taking off with the rap stuff? Shit. Mm, Atlanta. Atlanta, like this the Mecca. This the motherfucking Mecca. This the heartbeat for hip hop. I don't know, I don't know what they claiming it to be. What they can say, like I be in LA, I be in um, Illinois right by Chicago. You know, I hang out in Chicago too. Like it's a little Hey, hey, it's Brooke England here from Deposits. And if you're a fan of culture and business, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Deposits, where I interview dope individuals and celebrities of the culture. And we get into contracts, entertainment, and my favorite part, payouts. It's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop, powered by creators. Different. Atlanta, you could breathe out here. You can, you can be yourself. You can do your thing, you know. I like Atlanta. I like Atlanta. It still ain't sweet though. I ain't saying it's sweet. It ain't sweet. It ain't sweet. It shit will go down out here too, but I think Atlanta the biggest shit, best shit popping. Like I even like I'm big on shopping on clothes. So like that pretty much show you where the heart is. You know, New York always been that spot. Even though New York the spot right now, but Atlanta is where you gonna come buy it at. You could probably buy these same clothes in New York for cheaper or something that you gonna come to Atlanta to get it. You know now, do you feel that the true art of rap is lost? Hmm. 
No, I really don't because I feel it's still the same. People being creative, doing what they doing. They just, all you doing is just expressing what you hear when that beat play. And everybody hears something different, you know what I'm saying? So like, everybody gonna hear something different. So it's just depending on like, if you make it through that gate, you gotta work hard enough to get through that little gate for to get to a point where they hear you, you know what I'm saying? But everybody hears something di different on the beat and that's all like this shit the same. Like we just like, Flooring, expressing our feelings on the beat, just like back in the day when they was doing that shit in front of a wheelbarrow with the, you know, with the with the fire in front of the wheelbarrow with the nigga beatboxing with his mouth. It's the same difference. Right now we just go in the studio and do it, you know, and we might go a little farther than what they used to do back then. But then you gotta think back then it was rules on everything, you know, it was rules on everything back then. So it was, of course, it was rules on how to be a gangster, how to be a rapper, how to be a. Cause damn near right now you can't even just be a rapper. Me, I don't want to be a gangster. You gotta be a rapper and a gangster, you know. Like me, I don't wanna, you know, want to hurt nobody, but I'm prepared to hurt somebody at any moment. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just the, the, the culture, damn near. Some shit, I don't know. This shit weird as hell, though. Funny. So I'm finna throw a scenario at you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's say you're a label executive, right? How would you handle your artists and what would you do with them to get them to take off? What would you do to get Oh, that's a big one right there because I'm an artist myself and I be damn near in that position, you know, like where they asking you like what you want to do. You know, you could do what you want to do too. So like you can't blame nobody for how far you make it, how quick you make it. You know, like you're going to get what you want, but like say, can't blame nobody for your success because you down there got to do everything on your own. Like, I ain't saying, like, down talking nobody, but it's the same. Like, if you ain't the one doing the fucking work, how the fuck did I can fucking go sign, I don't know who, bloom, bloom, blah, but if you just come here and you don't do nothing, what the fuck I'm going to, how the fuck we going to get some? We only signed you because you was doing something to make me want to sign you. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. So, you know, you got to work. I've seen a lot of rappers say that you can't be in the streets and rap at the same time. What is your perspective on that? Shit, is the rap game worse than the fucking street? How the fuck? The rap game is worse than the streets, bro. I'd be trapping on a normal. If I didn't rap, it would be smoother. I'd be farther. I would have more, you know, like the rap game worse than the streets. You got to do too much and, you know, like. Watching over your shoulder for other niggas that don't that want your spot and shit. Like these niggas like do anything for the first place. Like I could have it was a situation where I could have clouded up off niggas and, you know, ran out, made a story headline real quick or something, you know, like that ain't the purpose. Like if you really like making music, you know what I'm saying? If you really in this shit and you like making music, that ain't what you here for, you know. But nowadays these niggas that do anything, bro, anything, bro. Anything to get that fucking spotlight, anything. That's why you gotta be prepared for the worst out here. Because it ain't, it, any given moment, that shit just be like, pow. You'll be like, what the fuck? Fuck them shit switch. Yo. <laughs> so, how do you handle the politics of the industry? What you mean? Basically, like, how do you handle them saying like what you can't do, what you can do, like just mi the micromanagement of it? You got to do what they say you can't do, of course, because that means you know what they ain't did, nigga. They did everything in the world. It's, the, it's 2021, and they tell you don't do that. I mean, they ain't did that one. I got to go do that first. That's the, end of the, <laughs> that's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm hard-headed. I'm my mama. I'm hard-headed. I'm going to do that first. 
Now, I know that you you signed LeBron. to Think It's a Game in late 2018. How did that deal come about for you? She um, took Red Agency Management Group. It's a um, it's a it's a um booking agency. They found me on um, Instagram, and I um. I was new to Instagram too. Like I had I already had a fan base. So I guess when he ran on my on uh, Instagram, he looked my background up. Cause some niggas don't do the background check. Like I be going on a lot of these niggas' Instagram pages and they'll have like 30,000 followers or something. Then you'll go on their Facebook, they Twitter, they YouTube, they everything else and it don't line up. Like never in history did nobody care about them being alive on earth. You know, like, but they got 30, 40,000 followers. No reason for they having that type of shit. That type of shit don't get you signed. That type of shit don't get you, don't make nobody want to invest in you. Like, I feel like that man went on my Instagram because I only had like 3,000 followers when he, I had just got on Instagram. He, I had like 3,000 followers when he brought me to Atlanta because he went on Insta, on Facebook and YouTube and see, like, I ain't have no motive behind me at all. I ain't know how to do nothing. So with them 300,000 views he saw on YouTube and 3 million views, 1 million views on, on Facebook, that shit was real authentic views, you know? So like that type of shit, I feel like that played a big part of this shit. But that's how I got signed though from Real Agency Group. And I'm sure you probably had like a ton of people reaching out to you. How exactly did you know that Think It's a Game was the right one for you? Shit, because like, I I I looked at the statistics. Like I I heard the, I heard the, um, the people talking, and I was of course seeing the Rich Homie Corn situation and shit. But long story short, I I seen it's only three, four, five people he even tried with. You know what I'm saying? So like they all you know them. You know every one of them, nigga. If you try with five motherfuckers, if you try with ten motherfuckers in five blue, if you try with fifteen in five blue, you did fucking great. Cause you know what I'm saying? It's a big ass world, you know what I'm saying? So like I knew it's a big chance if that nigga fly put his name behind you and his word behind you, you gonna go, you know what I'm saying? So like that's why I signed with him like I had an opportunity to just sign just with Red Agency and be like the face, the breakthrough with that. But I want to team up with Think It's a Game and be like, man, I want to help branch the, um, you know, the the group, you know, because I, I was on the outside looking in from Illinois, you know, like, damn, I see, I see big, that's what's going on right now. You see Migos, this group's going on, you know, so like, that's what my outside looking in perspective was, like, everybody, I want to help, you know. As I know, Lucci is also signed to that label. Did you yeah. guys get to chop it up occasionally? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's bro. I know, bro. I'm funny. That's what's up. Let's get into your music. I'm yeah. super excited to talk about that. Now, the first song that you released back in 2015, Do It For It, that took mm -hmm. the hell off. Yeah, did you know it. at that moment after recording it that it would do the way it did? Shit. When I just recorded it, it was just on some Aquarius said light skin shit. I was just in my fifties. I just heard, heard the beat. I said, no, matter of fact, I was mad at some shit, you know, and I just played the beat and then that's what came to mind. That was at a point where I was just only writing too. So like, you know, and you weren't writing for nobody. You was just doing that shit for the fun of it. So like, you really was just like freestyling that shit in your mind and didn't care about what nobody thought type shit. So I ain't really think it was going to do that, but damn. Um, bro, that bitch went through and it taught me some shit. It, it showed me that the fans like 
you. They wanna they wanna get to know you personal. Like they don't get no fuck about all that shit. Like when I first signed, I thought like, man, I gotta have this. I gotta have that. Gotta have that. that ain't what the fans really care about. When they when they when they came join the um when they came join the group and fuck with me type shit. When they came to fuck with me, they they came through for me just holding the camera on Facebook. You know. Looking raggedy as hell, you know what I'm saying? That's what they came for. So now that type of shit, I kind of learned that. Like, I had to get back and learn that. Like, you, know, you ain't got to do too much for nobody, bro. You ain't got to go every day buy a pair of $1,000 shoes. How the hell you going to get to a millionaire if you do that every day? You know what I'm saying? So that type of shit, I, I learned that type of shit from back in the day when I learned, like, they were fucking with me before I had this shit. So I'm doing all this crazy shit, trying to impress some old folks that ain't even working for person. They gonna fuck with me regardless, you know? know. Now, as I was doing like research on you, like very into depth research, I read an article and they wrote that you were writing your verses in the car. Mm -hmm. So what was it about the car that really allowed you to tap into your element? I feel like a car the closest thing to a studio. So especially if you got a parking garage, like you got somewhere where you can go and you know you you can get comfortable. Turn up, turn that bitch all the way up. Turn that bitch all the way up in the car, you know, it's gonna feel like you're in the studio. That's really that's really my most best place to write it in the car, but like not in Atlanta or nothing, because I ain't from <laughs> here, you know, but at home where I know where I can go and you know and be alright type of shit, yeah. Bro. So you'll still like write in the car? Yeah, I still write in the car. I do everything like I did before I signed. Like, I, I had to figure that out. It took a minute to figure it out. At first I thought, yeah, I want to go to Password. I want to go to Password. Then you start noticing, nigga, Password costs like 200 hours. And you really like in this mode. And you ain't, I ain't saying you don't catch a vibe because it's a big vibe in there. But I catch a better vibe, solitude. I don't want nobody. Ask my manager. Like, that's the closest person to me, like, as far as in the industry. But... I don't even want my manager around me when I record. I be wanting to be by myself, solitude, cause that's when I can get in my deepest thoughts. I can try, I can try some shit that I probably wouldn't even try. I can, I'm gonna try some shit that I wouldn't even try if everybody was around. I ain't saying I'm scared to try this around you, but when you when you ain't around me, I'm gonna, I might try a note or some shit that I wouldn't even try when you was just around me, cause I'm with bro now. These niggas, you know, we we gang gang. You know, I ain't finna do no. None. This might be a hit song I'm holding out on just because I'm holding back feelings and shit because my homies in here or some bitches in here or something. That shit don't push me. I don't never know. I told you my motivation, my kids, bro. So I need to be by myself so I can do, do my best work. Now, since you've been out for a while, I know like you have a good fan base, but for those who are unfamiliar with you, how would you describe your sound to them? Shit, i say it's new because it's like no genre, like, it's no genre, like, I'ma be that rapper that you will hear two or three songs, then you'll have two or three favorite songs by me, you wouldn't even think they me, it, like, cause it'd be like three different sounds, you know, like, I might have this song, and this'll be yo, this'll be, this bitch raw, for when your heart broke, or, and then I'd be like, damn, this your, this your gang gang right now song, you know, you turn with your homie now right now, you feel me song? And I and it'll be me on both songs. And you if you don't know me yet, you ain't heard my you don't, you ain't learned my name yet, you might be like, damn, you ain't even know that was them two songs with me, you know. Oh bro. What is the message in your music that you want people to grasp after the, listening to it? 
Shit, I really just be having fun with music. You know, like I have fun. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. Some songs be having deep meanings. I do got songs like that, but I ain't released them yet. Type shit. But uh, all my songs, you'll notice, I can't help but to bring stuff that I brought up, that I went through coming up as a shorty. I can't help to bring that up, like struggling and you know that type of stuff. Gonna always be in the song. So I might be rapping about. Fucking on a female or something, and then back switch talking about some struggle, you know what I'm saying? Then my back door talking about flexing. That's me. I just like, I'm just, I just be having fun on the motherfucking song, you know, like, and whatever I feel on the beat, I hear the, hear the, it ain't like I think, I don't, it don't even be feeling like I, I think of the song. It's like they, God sent me the song or something. It just be coming out of me, you know what I'm saying? Like, Every time I make a song, I don't think hard. Every time I think hard on the song, I be like, I don't like that song, bro. I don't want that. And everybody else might like it. I got songs that people like that that I didn't like, but for the majority of my songs that I know they gonna go and be songs I don't, I don't even be knowing how the hell I made that song. Just going back to where you say like you make music about the struggle and stuff like that, I would say it's like therapy. Yeah, therapy, um, bro. There is something I want to hear too. It's something I be making music. I want to hear it. I always been that type of person. Like like I said, for the Do It For You, I didn't make that song for nobody to be like, like to go viral on Facebook or nothing. I just, I just had, I just made that song for me. Cause I, that's how I want, that's what I want to hear on some speakers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want one of them type of people. Like I make a vibe for me. It don't gotta be your favorite song. It's my favorite song. You know what I'm saying? Um, bro. Now let's talk minimum wage. I want you to just tell me everything about this song. Minimum wage. Um, shit, I say minimum wage. I just like I said, just having fun. That um, we came from like I said, a struggle. You know, and that motherfucker just like be our vibes. You know, you go through a lot in the streets. You know, sometimes you win some, you lose some. That time I was talking about when we won some. You know what I'm saying? I'm funny. <laughs> You know, it be like that. Them songs, you listen to them songs, like I tell every video director, like, for they be like, what you wanna do in the song, in the, in the video? Listen to the song, bro. The song <laughs> gonna tell you what I wanna do in the video, bro. Everything, them songs explain, ain't no niggas just rapping about no shit that ain't just happen. Now, how exactly did that track come about for you? Shit, who made that beat? On my mama, them niggas just was fire as hell. I, I, I wanted to say they made that beat before you said that, but I didn't want to say the wrong name. But that beat was so fire. I was fresh to think it's a game. Um, they got all the artists, all the artists that they got signed to their label, they got them in this room. They got this next artist in this room. They got Q Money in this room, free Q Money. They got me in this room, you know, so they got me in this room basically proving myself, like, do you want to really do this shit? You going to work for this shit? So so that beat just was so wavy. I ain't even know what I was going to rap about, but I'm like, I'm going to get on this motherfucker. You hear me on, bro? So that's how that song popped up. That, them niggas just was the right vibe. Like I said, I don't even like rapping in front of people. I don't like rapping in front of everybody because it's like, I, I, I like rapping in front of everybody. I don't like creating in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't like creating in front of everybody. But them niggas was like, it was Dub, Ma Dub Magic, Cash Clay. Them niggas is, was so talented, bro. Them niggas cut your hair, all that shit, make your beat, all that shit. Them niggas was just so different. I just like, I ain't never, 
and can't rush the vibe. That was another nigga I met that I just had a vibe so so quick that I just was like, I gotta record with this folk. And we made good music. But like usually I'd rather get your beat and then go home. I don't want you to make the beat in front of me. Cause it might be a, you might make a beat I don't even want to rap on in front of me, you know what I'm saying? So I wanna I wanna go to the studio with a whole bunch of beats type shit. So I used to never make my songs with the producer type shit. But I made shit like with Dooley that Spoken Mirrors, we made that with a live band, bro, right there, a whole live band, you know, that that shit be new to me though, cause I come from a motherfucking tape recorder and, a, and then a computer with a, a little, regular little mic type shit. So, we ain't come from that big shit, that shit don't get saying me too mm -hmm. much, you know, bro. <laughs> And you literally just dropped the visual for minimum wage. I got to check it out. Yeah, see, on my mama, I had got that, that, that you know, that little, what's name had jumped in the way. Like everything, it paused everything Corona. for a quick second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I had, I went back home, little coronavirus, and I was gone for a minute because <clears throat> that little virus shit. And then Atlanta started just opening up, but you know, it took a, a, a minute for us on the outside looking in, like, I don't know if I want to go jump in that shit. And then like double dust, but you know you come back, jump in that shit. Then we just picked up right where we left. Like fuck, we shot this video, we dropped the video that we already had loaded. You know what I'm saying? And we just rolling. We got most shit in the chamber on recording. We got shit going on for them, and we got hella shit in the chamber type shit. We got we got a motherfucking fat ass clip, on, bro. With the minimum wage visual, I really liked how you incorporated the restaurant, like the fast food stuff in there. I was like, okay, I get it. It went with the title too, yeah, so I, yeah. I saw that shout creativity out, in there. Shout out, it take, man. Shout out, Scrokers, man. I don't know why the fuck I like Scrokers so much. <laughs> I ain't been there though. I ain't gonna say. I ain't gonna say right now. That's my club. It's not my club right now. But last year. I was in that little motherfucker. Like, you ain't gotta do a lot in there. I'm, one, I'm from, I'm from, I ain't from no big city where you gotta do a lot, you know? Allure, you gotta do a lot in the lure. You might gotta come in the lure and throw a good five piece at least. You can't go in there without a five piece. You don't throw the nick, you don't go, you know? Like, so like, them type of clubs I already learned when I came here. I already was a hustler. I knew I wanted to save. I knew I like jewelry and shit. I got a lot of family. So I was addicted to like stroking because it was like, you ain't got to do too much in stroking. You can go on stroking and just, you know, save your money and have a good time. You know what I'm <laughs> You dropped Professional this year. I would say that's that's my song right there. Like, Oh, um, bro, bitch, ain't gonna press them. I don't know. I put a Tesla. Um, bro, <laughs> this shit was lit. I, I knew that was it since I recorded it. I been knew that song was it. But like I say, that Corona shit had paused me. When I recorded it right before that little. Um, that little um, COVID-19 shit, I recorded right before COVID. So like I say, right when I got back, I just got back to rolling, right back on my roll. I used, I used that little, little um, COVID-19 shit just to save and hustle, you know, get, get good with my people, you know, the ones who make, who, you know, the ones who I make the money for, you know, my own, um, and I be taking losses and shit, not gonna, you know, I take losses and shit. My own, um, I lost one of my my homies, you know, my real brother type shit. You know, so like I, I be you know, saving and shit. Like I stay to myself. I don't be want to be around nobody and shit. You know, cause it be like that. 
Yeah, and with that song, I will say, you gonna have me telling my dudes, like, let me check my schedule. I'm a professional, like. Mm, <laughs> yeah, we got, we got that, um, we got that, um, that bitch out on all platforms. Did you see that bitch did five million views? Yep, you just, did, you dropped the video four, a week four, ago. Four or five million views on, on Worldstar, and like, you know, I never really, I never been on Worldstar. Mm -hmm. I never been on worst. I never even gave them a chance. So when I when I when I went on there, I was like, yeah, that was well worth it. Cause like I I just I just really wanted to see, even though it was just world star um, viewers and shit. I still just wanted to see that by my name to motivate. You know, yeah, type shit. Oh, bro. So I'm still working for that on YouTube. I'm like, but I feel like it take it take time for to make greatness. You know, like I've been doing this shit since like third grade, bro. I'm so far. From where I started, bro, like, ain't no giving up. We just going far, we going harder. Like, they feel like they look at me and like, he ain't no shit. I be laughing like, well, I'm on big shit. Well, you don't know where I'm from, boy. You know, I'm from big shit from where I'm from, you know. Come on, come on. <laughs> and then going back to the visual, you even gave us a little Fast and Furious type thing in the beginning when you started driving. <laughs> oh, bro, that's... That's one thing I gotta get up out of them fast cars. We gotta stop buying the motherfucking fast cars. <laughs> Cause we don't be we don't be thinking, we just young having fun, bro. Them cars dangerous, bro. Now that we have two heats from you as far as visuals and even just like you dropping professional this year, uh, what else can we expect from you this year? Shit, we got like um we got so much shit. We got um we got we finna we finna drop another video, of course, but like we got a tape, we got multiple tapes in the chamber. Like as far as we could drop three, four mixtapes, but we you know we with the time and shit. Like we trying to get them folks get them folks tuned in all the way the right way how they supposed to be, you know. Funny, it's a it's a lot to that, but we got a we got a lot in the chamber. Like just stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram at one little bike, one L I L B I K E. Stay tuned in. Like I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna never let up, bro. My, 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 my goal to be everybody's favorite rapper one day. Like I don't want to, like don't call me goat or nothing. You ain't got to. You ain't got to do all that extra other shit. Just like support and show me some little tight shit. I'm funny. I'm, I'm finna work and show these folks like what good music is. That's what I want to do. Like. And I like all music. All these niggas making five music. I just want to jump in and feed my family, you know. So are we going to get an EP from you this year? Phone them. I got three EP names and, you know, that song's done already and shit, you know. Like, we just like, we just like, bro, I got so many. I got four emails, five emails. Google Drive's flooded with music. I don't even know how to log in three of them. My manager know how to log in three of them. I know how to log in three of them. If I'm three on with music that I didn't forgot about, you know, three, it's just like, and it's not bad. Music's fire music. It's just like, we so far ahead. Like, I watched the interview with Tupac, and Tupac was like, or somebody was saying how Tupac would be on the next song for he even, they want to mix the song down. He don't want to mix it down. He want to work on the next song. I'm one of them type of people, like, I'm, I'm so, like, far enough. I want to go farther. Like, I don't even be looking at what I be doing. They'll be like, bro, you just, you don't even be taking your, I might be in, at home in Champagne at Walmart, you know, all my jewelry on and shit. Like, bro, you don't even be taking, my little brother, he hate that shit. Like, bro, you don't be taking yourself serious, bro. We do, like, but I'm just, you know, I still be living my normal little life, you know, <laughs> bro. 
Even when I was observing like the YouTube comments, they was everybody was like excited that you dropped. And they were yeah. like, Yeah, we need that yeah. new heat. Like what you got this year? Um, bro, we good, we good. They ass definitely be my fans, this one thing, they ass ride for me. Mm-hmm. They ride for me, bro. They ride for me. My fans, they ride for me. They ride for me, like, and they don't mind saying, like, I, Atlanta, this time, this time right now, this the most love I ever got in Atlanta. I've been in Atlanta for, like, two years almost, you know? And this the most love I ever got, bro. Like, I went home for that little COVID-19 shit, and then when I came back to Atlanta, my new home, <laughs> I'm funny, this, I went, I went, every mall I went to, motherfuckers, yo, what up, what do you, bike, what do you, yeah, what bike? I'm like, yeah, it's happening now. So like, you know, it just made me like, put a little more, put on, you know, I'm ready to go this year. Now, how important do you think it is to find your purpose in life? See, you got to, you got to do it young. You got to do it young. I always tell people that shit, cause it's like, you know, if you don't, if you don't like get a head start, it's gonna be damn hard to win. You know, you gotta get a head start. It's a lot of niggas can rhyme. Like just think back to rhyming in school. You weren't the best rhymer, nigga. It's niggas can rhyme. You know, so that's rapping, rhyming, and speaking stories and shit. It was poets and shit. You know, it's a it's a big ass. It's a big ass. Like like Nipsey say, it's a marathon. It's a so you gotta get a head start on this shit. I'm trying to be five left before you even start, cause I wanna start jogging a little slower, you know. I wanna start enjoying this shit before you, you know, that um rap shit, you you gotta have you gotta get a head start on that head start. When you young, you gotta know what you wanna be in life, right? When you it, I ain't saying it's wrong because it's people who like I ran into Pooh Shiesty Daddy yesterday at the car and we had probably like 40 minute conversation. And I didn't know what Push Shiesty Daddy for a minute cause he came out to me and he told me, he told me that he rapped, you know? So he ain't tell me his son rap, you know? He said, I rap, you know? So how he came off at me, it looked it to me like an older dude who rap, you know? I'm like, he like, I did, I did like 12 years in, in jail. You know, he telling me all that to you. I'm like, you know, in front of him, I got, I got Kim folk doing long sentences and shit and people who done been did that too. So I, I chop it up with him, probably took with him. Long story short, he like, man, my son, bro, all it was was, was my motherfucking son. I, I was investing in everybody and everything, you know, putting my money into other rappers and, you know, looking, trying to be a rapper myself the whole time. It was my son, you know, like that type of shit. I kind of lost my thought on what I was saying because the topic I brought up. But on front of you see what I'm saying? Though. Start young, though. You got to get a head start on these niggas. You got to get a head start on these niggas. The younger you start, the younger you start, the better The better you're going to be. The, so- the sooner you're going to be better. What would you say are some goals that you want to knock out for this year? Shit, I want to get over 2 million YouTube views. And I want to get my mama, like, I got to buy my mama a house this year. That's my real goal right now, like, to get my mama this house. And once she got an idea, I'm then going to get that one. But I don't want that one because I don't, I want to get her something new type shit. She want to get something old. But, you know, how that go. But that's my biggest goal right now, to get my mama a house. And I'm going to buy all my bitches rollies. I put that on my son, like. <laughs> All my kids, all my bitches getting rollies this year. <laughs> but it ain't none of them little ones who be like, it's like the real ones, the ones who I know who I'm talking about, you know. 
And before we wrap up, what advice can you give to any artists who are feeling discouraged at the moment? Shit, don't give up. That was your part of the time. Don't give up. Don't give up. You can't give up with this shit. You can't give up. Because it's like what you started with. Damn, that every one of us is going to say the same thing. Nothing. So what the fuck you giving up for? You still ain't got nothing? You giving up? You ain't got nothing. You still ain't. You been ain't had nothing. What you giving up for? Shit, just don't give up. That's it. That's, I said this shit in one, uh, one of my other interviews. Like, shit, the... That's the only thing with rap, to never give up. As long as you never give up, you're going to get your turn. And you work, though. You got to work. got to work. He ain't going to give you no blessing. He don't work. And before you jump off the porch, you can go ahead and give your shout-out. It's your boy Lil Bite. I just jumped off the porch. I got them blitz in this bitch, too. Fuck, don't think we out here tweaking or fucking. Hey, nah. Nah, but Lil Bite, I just jumped off the porch. Follow me on Instagram at one bike one L I L B I K E on YouTube L I L B I K E. I just dropped professional. I just dropped minimum wage video. Everybody go tune in. Y'all already know how we coming. A P way. Yo, dead serious. No, I'm coming, man. Oh yeah. Got a problem? Call my shooter. His name is Ginobili. Say he already out for Eddie. He ain't getting no sleep. So he gon' wipe your nose like you. Hey man, it's your boy Shard. It's your boy G Downs. Here from Bad Speakers Podcast. If you're a fan of Bad Speaker Podcast, then be sure to check and subscribe to Bad Speakers Podcast. A show that covers interviews, music, hip-hop, sex, barbershop talk, anything that you want from the culture and podcast. And it's brought to you by exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. Hey man, if you want that real, tune in to Bad Speakers Podcast. Uncut, unadulterated, real. Hip-hop barbershop talk.